Welcome to Let's Drone Out, the original and best drone-themed podcast. We record the show live on a Thursday night on youtube.com forward slash Let's Drone Out, and our lovely patrons help with the editing costs. These are... Wacky Wes. Mikey Dread. Art Faulkner. Carlos Campos. Thank you. Let's Drone Out Hello, and welcome back to another wonderful episode of Let's Drone Out. Tonight, we have a traitor among us. He has now joined the drone side. Hello, Mr. Andrew Neaton, our guest tonight. Good morning, good morning, uh, good evening, whatever. <laughs> I don't know, it's morning for you, my friend. Uh, we've got our Lord and Master, the uh, the Dark Lord himself, Andrew Slashrank. Good evening. Dressed all in black is uh, my little vegan sausage, Tony. For sure. Who is not drinking tonight, editor, so <laughs> it should be an easy load for you. we got the wonderful and beautiful Blue Owl. Hi, that's me. <laughs> and how is Daddy? Is he getting better? Everyone's favourite curry kit. Hello. How's the knee? Still sore, but getting better day by day. I thoroughly enjoyed Curry Kitten Wednesday yesterday. Thank you so much. It's all right. I think we're both left in a slight state of confusion. <laughs> what was going on? It was fun anyway. That, that video game should be called Confusion, not Contradiction. Um, yeah, Tony uh, Winter Blue in chat asks, "Why? What's wrong with Tony? Why aren't you drinking?" I'm making sure I'm not an alcoholic by not drinking for five, four days, five days. I'm not sure that's how that works. I don't know if that sounds <laughs> right. Seven days. I mean, that would make sense. But five days? <laughs> I, I need some sleep. I, I've been having broken sleep the last three nights. So I'm hoping tonight I'll sleep. And if I don't, then getting drunk tomorrow night will make me sleep. <laughs> Cheers. That doesn't sound alcoholic. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm, if you're an alcoholic, you can't stop drinking. I've proved to myself that I can stop for five days, so I'm not I one. Stop whatever I want. <laughs> uh, anyway, hello, hello, happy new year. Um, if anyone was uh, with us on the new year stream, Andrew Newton, that's uh, you were, unfortunately for you. I'm ever so sorry to put you that. A miracle showed up today. But uh, uh, anyone who's really sort of invested, no, Frank still hasn't paid for the website yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're still getting oh, emails. in front of me and I just haven't done it. Yeah, no worries. Um, but, it, but thank you. Oh, we could pay for it if we need to. <laughs> and when we... <laughs> so if, um, if you're wondering why the uh, website isn't working or ever updating... Because we haven't paid it for a very long time. Um, so anyway, uh, Andrew Newton, my 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 dear friend, I I chatted to you once on a a solo interview. I kind of like warmed you up to this. Yeah. Um, 
and I, I hope, yeah, I hope you're not too traumatized or <laughs> no. from it. Or disappointed. <laughs> I remember years and years ago when you first asked me to come on and I thought I, I had a bit of a look at the people you'd spoken to and um, it was people... You know, it was significant people who knew what they were talking about, and I thought, "What the hell does he want me on? I, I can't compete with these people." <laughs> like it was, uh, who was it? Uh, Final Glide and uh, Alex Grieve, I think, and uh, yeah, you know, all those all those important people, and and so I, I have to say, I avoided you for quite a little, quite a while. <laughs> That's fine, <laughs> but but you got me in the end. Yeah, um, like the thing is, it's like yours. And Curry Kittens, um, for me personally, anyway, your content is very like, you know, there is a bit of a wing there and, you know, you're not like, you know, just drones and eyeliner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so for me, like, that was really, and like, I learn a lot from you guys. I know, like, I know you don't feel like, you know, hardcore technical or anything, but the whole like, don't stick a flight controller in it. See if it flies on its own first. Yeah. And, you know, everything's uh, COG. That one was for you, Frank. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, I just, I don't know, I just enjoy, I enjoyed your content, you know. Yeah. And, uh, like, it, don't, it, it, it doesn't, you know, shouldn't compare yourself to other people. I mean, we let Tony on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's better than a normal reaction instead of thinking... I'm not good enough to be in this company. Most people think, well, how did they get those people on? They know what they're yeah, talking about. <laughs> I'm not worthy. It'd be interesting because I, I saw you, your your one you did with Jack, and, and Jack was sort of taking notes about how to set up um, his wing. And normally what this this is common state of occurrence because we all log on to Jack's computer and we sort out his sound issues <laughs> and then at the end of the day, we'll just unplug them and plug them in differently. So, yeah. Jack, have you taken on that advice and have you set up your wing properly and has it flown yet? Uh, I'd let someone else fly it. Uh, so much so, yeah. It was, it was, it was very good. My friend, I got, I got this friend Tom who helped build my desk, and yeah, it's, it's flown. Um, he's a bit, uh, he, he's a bit, a bit worried in that, and he's chipped like the front end of my winglet off, which sucks a little bit. But yep, it does fly, and I need to, I need to buy. Uh, 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 like you know, a Matek board to stick in the um, oh, what is it called? The I don't know, the S800, I think, or whatever. Mm. I had S600, S800, I think, and um, swap the flight controls over because obviously I've got the uh, flight test explorer and I tried, tried to uh, use like a naze, uh, no, a SPF f3 board in that and it's just too far behind and then the osd yeah. talking to it i don't use uh, anything but the matic wing boards these days it just makes life so much easier it's the documentation is so good on the website that you know like other companies should take take a leaf out of their book i think yeah basically that's all that's kind of happened to me is that i just couldn't yeah could not get that little i was trying to build that sort of thing on a budget so that if it flew off on me uh you know i wouldn't be too upset hmm. so, but, <laughs> no, i don't know so but sooner or later i need to buy one at some point because um let's face it like you know the frank frank will tell you the eu and sort of shipping trading stuff 
Do you want to talk about that, Frank? No. <laughs> Frank doesn't want to talk about anything for a while. <laughs> he no, wants a break, I've, don't you? I've ha- had that question multiple times this week at work of how do we ship things to the EU now? I don't know. You don't. Frank's on strike. I suggested we talk about the new rules, but he said he hasn't read them and none of us can be bothered to read them. We rely on Frank to do this and then put it in idiot-proof language for the rest of us. I've got a lot of reading to do of various rules. Excuse me. I would just like to say to um, Andrew that I am most impressed and jealous because I have this plane that I call my... It's sort of my nemesis, which is the FX-79 Buffalo Wing. A long time building, and I got my friend to fly it while I was trying to take off line of sight, and it did this graceful curve, smashed into the ground, and it exploded. (laughs) So we had to rebuild it, do it all again, and then my friend threw it in such a dodgy way, it basically cartwheeled and broke. (laughs) And it wasn't until the fourth launch we actually got this thing flying. And then we spent a while and it was flying really smoothly we were tuning the autopilot got it all sorted i landed it and like let's get up we'll do some chase things and basically the the um fly dream autopilot fried and i i, I powered it on and all the servers just twitched at uh. all and blew up uh. and, um, <laughs> andrew's video is like he builds it he throws it and it flies which is most disturbing but also well, I didn't, have, didn't have an autopilot on it that's probably the reason why, why it flew so well I mean, it'll just, it's got so much wing area, it'll, it'll just fly by itself, basically. I've taken that one out slope soaring and it's just, just magnificent in the air. It just flies itself. I, I uh, think the problem was that every time someone threw it for me, yeah. I, I'll get someone else to throw it because it's, yeah. it, it hasn't got much of a grip, has it? No, it is big and awkward, isn't it? It's a flat yeah. thing. Mm. And whenever they threw it, they thought, I'll throw it upwards. Yeah, and it's big yeah. and heavy, so it instantly goes into stall mode and goes down again. If you sort of throw it downwards, yeah, then yeah. it gathers speed and it it, it gets going. We eventually yeah. sort of discovered that, but that was like after throwing it into the ground four times. Yeah. <laughs> we got there in the end. <laughs> yeah. It's still on my wall. It's my like I will get to it eventually as my my yeah. project. It's a big fellow, isn't it? Yeah. It is. Have you flown that yellow thing you were making over Christmas? No, no. Uh, he's talking about. I, I built a mini guinea. That's Andrew, it. I a hope guinea. you're very proud of me. Um, yeah, yeah. I've got to figure out the whole dihedral thing, but no, I, I've almost wired it up. I got to tie the elevons together, and and then uh, solder up. A, I've got a less than ideal. You know those really tiny free sky receivers that are like D eight and have. I've got yeah. like one side positive, the other side's negative, and then you got like eight mm. channels or six mm. Mm. on the bottom. Mm. I've got to try and make a little breakout for that, like on a bit of perf board or something. But mm. should, you know, it's um, I should really get into buying those new fancy pants. Uh, oh, Painless sent it to me. The radio star receivers, yeah, mm. sixteen D16 or something like that. Is it? Yeah, um, something like that. Yeah. yeah, and it's because because I'm on the yeah I've got like the new Tyrannus. It's yeah, it's compatible. And I've got and I I I went through the wizard, and I was shocked that there's nothing for diheat. Uh, um, oh, what is it? No, uh, differential thrust. Hmm. So 
I was like, oh my God, I've got to set that up myself. You've got to watch one of my videos. I know, I know. I'm going to have to sit there and rock back and forth and get programming. It's funny, but I actually really enjoy the programming part of it. For some reason, it's just something that I, um, I, I enjoy. Yeah. I should, yeah. I'm not, I'm not too bad with it. Like, I remember when I first done it and I'd like never done anything like it before. Hmm. I uh, I really struggled, and um, but yeah, it's not too bad. What is Tony doing? People are saying that I'm drinking slyly in the chat every time I turn my camera off. It's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not chugging whiskey. No, as as a partial functioning alcoholic, it's just vodka in that bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Methylated yeah. spirits, maybe. Mm. They don't like it when you go into B&Q and ask if they've got a cold one. <laughs> so, so we should ask the normal question to Andrew about how did you get into um, RC flying and especially FPV? How long have you been uh, in there? Uh, uh, my first exposure to RC was back in high school, way back in 75 or something like that. Um, I had a friend who was into RC. He was the ultimate geek nerd with no social skills, but brilliant with um technology and uh he had rc gear i was into sailing so we decided to try and make a, a radio controlled land yacht like a little you know sail on a on a little cart that was radio controlled and, and that went reasonably well sort of forgot about it until uh many years later and then uh, I, I had another go at making a land yacht maybe uh, 10 years ago, I suppose. Um, and then uh, uh, I was into uh, kite aerial photography, so flying cameras from big kites, basically. So um, I made up a pan and tilt gimbal that was radio-controlled for the camera to hang from the kite. Then I saw one of my kite aerial photography contacts started following um, Ed O'Byrne or, or uh, uh, Experimental Airlines, uh, and he was making um, really nice planes just, just by folding foam board. This was sort of almost pre-flight test, I think, but maybe around the same time. And it just fascinated me that you could make these really nice airfoils out of foam board. So I thought I'll, I'll give, that a, give that a go. Um, so that's then I bought some RC, some basic RC gear, and 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 tried to fly these homemade foam board contraptions. Um, and yeah, the 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 uh, it just the bug just bit me then, and I, I've been flying ever since. And FPV, um, oh, I just bought some basic FPV gear and threw it on a plane. Once I could fly properly, and I had a plane that was stable enough that I didn't have to concentrate too much on flying it. I thought, okay, I can give this FPV a fly. And, yeah, so some basic FPV gear mounted on the plane and, and um, uh, I can remember how terrified I was the first time I flew it up and uh, managed to land it and uh, just thought it was fantastic. I then I wanted to see how far I could go with just really cheap basic uh, 5.8 gigahertz gear. So I went down the beach and, and I was just going to, we've got these nice big long beaches that are, are virtually deserted around here because there are better because beaches. Because of all the, the sharks and the <laughs> box jellyfish. 
Things trying to kill you. Look, we've only had eight deaths this year from sharks. Would you believe? That's not so bad. If you put it in a context with coronavirus, it's pretty good, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, So I I I, uh, went down the beach, and there's there's a beach that's about five kilometres of of sort of deserted beach that I can fly along, uh, and and just flew. This is you know before flight control boards or anything like that were were common. Uh, all that I knew about them. So uh, I just decided to fly down the beach until I lost control of it and I knew I'd be able to walk walk along and pick it up. Um, so I think I made it about 800 metres down the beach before I lost video and RC control at the same time. And, um, yeah, that was sort of how I got into it, really. But FPV isn't the major part of, of my flying. It's interesting. I like it, but... Uh, you know, I enjoy taking the goggles off and actually watching the plane as well. Yeah. And making videos, right? And making videos. I do, yeah. I, I sometimes say my hobby is actually making videos rather than flying planes or anything like that because that's the part of it that I like. And I think if you don't like video editing and shooting video and things like that, you're going to struggle to maintain your channel. But, um, yeah, it's something that I really enjoy. Yeah. And it's been part of my job all my life too because I'm a medical photographer, so part of my work was video editing and uh, image editing and things like that as well. So my father was a photographer as well, so it's just it's just in the blood really. Yeah. Medical photographer? It sounds like when someone falls down, you'll be like, don't wipe that blood away yet. Let me just, <laughs> let me just get that for you. Let me get a ruler and a, and a camera. <laughs> Uh, I worked in a, an eye hospital, the Royal Victorian Eye and Ear Hospital. So I was doing um, a bit similar to a radiographer, but we're not trained with x-rays or anything like that. We take care of all the photographic tests, I guess. Uh, and in, in an eye hospital, there are lots and lots of photographic-based tests. Um, so I'm, I spent my life, you know, getting people to put their head on the camera and, and me photographing retinas and... Irises How does that and, work? Like, I never understood. Like, <laughs> very clever getting, optics. <laughs> yeah, like getting a picture of a reflection, I think, is it? Uh, not really, no, no. Oh, well, <clears throat> there are lots of different clever scanning laser machines, but most of my work was purely photographic uh, because, uh, well, they put dilating drops in your eyes, your pupils will go nice and big. And then it's basically clear right back to the to the inside back surface of the eye, back to the retina. And I'd be photographing retinas while the doctor was injecting a, a fluorescent drug into the patient's arm, and I'd photograph the dye coming through, filling up blood vessels. Um, wow. Yeah. It's interesting because the, the, the dye they inject turns you bright yellow and your urine is bright green for the rest of the day and certain amount of people want to throw up when they have the injection as well. So <laughs> that was my life for about nice. 30 years, yeah. <laughs> but we also did all the, the PR photography, um, you know, creating educational materials like posters and, and uh, uh, well, back when I started, we were doing photographic slides um, for lectures and things like that. Tony's yeah. the only one who knows what a slide is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know what the dye stuff's all about because um, we were me and my best friend were nightclubbing. It was yeah. a few years back, and he yeah. got a fag, but well, a fag straight in the eye. You know, yeah. a cigarette yeah. straight in the eye. 
yeah. Bruce, yeah, and it literally melted his eyeball. It was disgusting. Yeah. And we went yeah. to the hospital and they they done that and then took That's photos right. of it, but it literally healed within a couple of days. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But it looked disgusting. Yeah, that fluorescein dye, it's it's sort of greeny yellow and that would have yeah, um, if you had yeah. gone back to the nightclub and, and, and danced under the, the black, <laughs> black light, it, it would have glowed <laughs> bright green. Oh, my word. I had a buddy who got exhaust paste in his eye and it gave him, like, mm. chemical conjunctivitis. Mm. And uh, we were, like, we had water bottles and we were, like, I was rinsing his eye and everything. And we got there and the doctor asked how many um, litres of, like, how much water did you rinse it with? And I, I was like... Well, we both had a two-liter bottle, so probably about a liter and a half of like what's left. And he's like, "Was it sterile?" And we were like, uh, <laughs> "No, but itch." And uh, and then when he walked out, my buddy was like, "Well, you could have told him it was strawberry flavored." <laughs> Mine was lemon, and his was strawberry. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, he just gave him some golden eye drops and he was, yeah. he was good. Yeah. Mr. Shady in the chat. A... Sorry. I was just going to say, Mr. Shady in the chat was, was saying uh, line of sight flying could be more fun than FPV, especially in windy conditions, as long as you don't just fly around in circles. Mm. Um, I think definitely slope soaring as well. Kind of. Yeah. 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 I do a lot of slope soaring. That's, that's my main, main passion, I think. Yeah. And I, that, that came about because when I first started to fly, uh, we're in a, a reasonably windy place. We never get really calm days here. Um, it's always at least sort of 10, 15 knots worth of wind. So um, I was struggling trying to fly, trying to fly on the flat ground in, in, in the wind. Uh, and then I found out about slope soaring. So I went down the beach and realised that we have all these beautiful dunes that there are hang gliders taking off from. So I thought, well, those places must be good for slope soaring. So... Um, yeah, started slope soaring, and and uh, the first time I threw a plane off the cliff and it stayed up there. It's just you know, it's just just like magic, really. It's incredible. Mm. And you know, the batteries don't matter anymore. You can run the, run the thing all day on a tiny battery, and don't have to worry about ESCs and motors and that sort of stuff. It's oh. yeah, much 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 better. <laughs> like oh no, like what I wouldn't give because at the moment. For a while, till Curry Kitten sorted me out. I, I was I've been learning to fly line of sight with the um, flight test tiny trainer. She's yeah. a bit. She's a bit. She had a. She had a bit of a hard life, but uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, you'll destroy that, your first few planes. <laughs> oh, the, yeah, the first the first battery, like you know, like some of my batteries would like block up the airflow, and I was yeah. using those like twelve amp, you know, BL Heli Emacs, and you know if you. If you're really going for it, after a while, it just reboots halfway. Like no control whatsoever. Hmm. Uh, how are you getting on with the um, the the uh, pro, the uh, the AR wing pro? Uh, yeah, um, I decided I don't like it very much the other day. <laughs> I, I mean, it's good. <laughs> It's 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 great the way it's laid out uh, with all the extra space for you know mounting all your FPV gear, but it's very very rocky. It's it's quite unstable. Maybe it takes more tuning that I've more tuning time than I've spent on it. But um, I 
I really prefer this one, the C1 Chaser. That's one of the smoothest and, and most efficient wings around, I think. And, and I prefer flying this to the AR Wing Pro. Um, and even the AR Wing itself, the, the original, it's a lot less fuss, easy and easier, easier or less less uh, <coughs> less less hassle to fly. I think. Um, I think the Pro could be good. Serves a purpose. It's more of a, I don't know, long range. You can load it up with more gear, um, more places to put gear. But it's just, it just rock and rolls a bit too much for, for my liking at the moment. So anyway, I've I've put mine away, for the moment. I'll, I'll get I'll get back to it eventually and and, and spend some more time with it. But uh, and it kind of pains me to say that because, your mate Lee. Painless had something to do with the, the design of that, and I mean, I'm in awe of that guy. He's one of my gurus. I watch his videos before I do mine. So uh, I can't, I you can't text him and be like, "Yo, no. you know, <laughs> about you." That's <laughs> uh, no, a great, great wing. Great wing. Are you yeah. flying it um, just kind of? straight pass through or are you have you got a flight controller in there or how yeah you... yeah got a flight well the initial tests were always as usual as you should uh, without a flight controller and uh, just <laughs> to see how it actually flies uh, and yes i have put a flight controller in it recently uh i have to admit i haven't done any any decent tuning or anything like that and um there are uh, mark hoffman over on the inev fix wing group has done an extensive amount of tuning so i just have to watch what he's done and I'm sure it'll improve the performance out of sight. But at this stage I've I've put it aside because I've got other things to to get on with, like this monstrosity. Ooh. That looks entertaining and weird. Yeah. Yeah. Very weird. Oh yeah. I think I, I think I saw a post, was it on Instagram you saying or, or it might pop yeah. up on YouTube about you feeling That's a little right. bit intimidated by all the quite <laughs> large right. props. Exactly. The nine inch right. props. It looks like Jack was flying one of his things <laughs> round, and Tony was flying his X class, and they yeah. had an accident. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't, I haven't actually got it flying yet, and it's come from a company called Fox Tech, and I think they do a lot of industrial and agri- agricultural multi rotors, like big, you know, twenty thousand dollar machines with with gimbals and spraying units and that sort of stuff. And this is their uh, entry into the recreational market i suppose um see i'm sure it'd be fine either as a quad or a plane <laughs> it's a question of how well is it going to transition between the two and how frightening is that going to be when yeah, you hit the switch that's right, that's right. Uh, well they i say it, as, a, as a quad it's meant to have 18 minute try flight time and and, and as a wing 40 minute flight time so it's pretty decent flight time and it can uh, it, it's it's all set up with uh, RG Pilot, um, and it's got the long range 2.4 RC, so it's got a you know at least a 10 kilometer range apparently. Um, but it's so new, and it relies on you know you have your a phone. It, it comes with a controller like the DJI controller, and you mount your phone on it. Connect up the USB, connect US uh, <coughs> Bluetooth between the phone and the controller, and just all of these things haven't been properly finalised yet, so I think I'm... What could possibly go wrong? (laughs) Well, I've had it for a week and I haven't been able to fire it up at all yet and I've got back to the company and 
And they said, oh, no, you need an app to, to you know. So I'll say, where's the app? You know, where do I download it from? Oh, yeah, here's, it will send it to you, you know. So they've sent me this uh, this app, which is just like the DJI Fly, all those sorts of GPS drone sort of apps. But um, what else? Uh, yes, then they've got this four, little little four-minute tutorial video is the only instructions they've released. They have, don't have a manual or anything like that. And this thing's based on ArduPilot, <coughs> which is not easy at all to pick up, you know, if you haven't looked at it before. Um, and uh, yeah, so you, I followed the, the little tutorial and I just couldn't get anything to work, anything to connect. Um, and then they said, oh, no, you've got to connect it via Bluetooth. So uh, we'll... We'll, we'll edit the video and put that in. So um, I finally worked out how to connect it via Bluetooth and, and and now I'm at the stage where I can connect it via Bluetooth but and I can discover GPSs, uh, I'm discover satellites, but uh, it still thinks it's in China. <laughs> it hasn't translated to my home position is, you know, in my backyard in Australia. So anyway, we're getting there slowly. They've They've... Just yesterday, they emailed me and said, "Oh, would you mind just holding off for a few days? We'll we'll do we'll give you a little a few more instructions so that we, we make sure you don't crash it." Because I think, as far as I know, this is the only one they've sent out to the public. Um, I think that might be just the only one. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't sound like they've managed to get it flying themselves yet. Perhaps they thought uh, you might develop it the app for them. There is video of it flying, but uh, yeah. Not ready for public release just yet, I don't think. So that's why I'm a bit, I'm a bit scared. And also on the on the video, they explain the controls for mode two, but they're what they're actually describing is mode one. So um, they really haven't got that sort of stuff sorted out. I can't fly mode one at all. So I'm, I'm scared that once I get it in the air, it's going to be, you know, uh, impossible for me to fly. That's weird. If you started with wings way back in the times, why, why are you on mode two? Normally, at least in Europe, people who start with wings, they play mode one. Uh, in, in Australia, Australia it's 50-50. Yeah. Oh, all right. In, in Australia, it's probably 50-50. I think in the US, they made two, and in Japan, they made one or something like that. Australia was originally mode one, but I just thought, uh, I, I kind of started by myself. I didn't have any other reference when I first started. So I just thought that mode two is more like flying a plane with a joystick. So I thought <clears throat> that makes sense to me. I'll start with mode two. And just coincidentally, the first um, transmitter that I, I got was mode two. So that's what I am forevermore. Yeah. Yeah. Don't mind Blue Owl. She's just a little bit. She's she's against mode, mode one as... Am I? That's new. <laughs> <laughs> we had to pick Andy RC off in order to get her on. So, <laughs> he's, he's mode one. so you guys mode one or mode two? Two. Oh, two. 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 I look like I, <laughs> I'm a, a criminal. Oh, and I am against mode one, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, Blue Owl, you, do you, you fly mode two, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I do. I started with quads, so there was nothing else I knew. Yeah, see, she's not a wrong one. <laughs> it's only Andy. Yeah, you know they're funny up there. The old, <laughs> the old chip spice and baby's yed and all that. 
This episode was recorded in front of a live online audience, downloaded and edited to make sense when it's played audio only, censored to please the iTunes people, hosted on the internet, forwarded through to your podcast provider, downloaded, playing on your device, and is now playing in your ears, all thanks to our Patreons. Consider joining them and you'll also get other online benefits. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash let's drone out. But Andrew, you've recently gone over to the dark side and you've built a quad. Is that correct? That is correct. Um, How did that come about? What happened? Did you fall on your head? (laughs) (laughs) I have have had a a tricopter and built a tricopter before. David Vindestal's, you know, the RC Explorer tricopter back when that was around. I still have a brand new KK2 board that I was going to (laughs) change it over to eventually. Um, Was it on KK1? No, no, no. Just KK2. Um, and and uh, I also made a little uh, wooden quad back then, which was, what well, that must be four years ago or something like that, five years ago. Um, someone gave me, one of my friends gave me a, a five-inch frame and I had <clears throat> four motors that matched and four ESCs that matched and some five-inch props. So I tried to make a, uh, a five-inch quad uh, and that, uh, and, and I'm not really interested in beta flight. I always I understand INAV, and I, and I want to have the GPS and the return to home and the missions and all that sort of stuff. Um, so my little five-inch quad went okay for a little while until I think one of my screws went too far in and started shorting out the motor mm-hmm. and 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 just ruined everything. So I put that aside. And then I heard uh, Pavel talking about his Perk Seven and how well that was going on INAV. So. Um, Basically, he convinced me with his videos to uh, have a go, and yeah, I love it. It's uh, most impressive. There goes the H wing, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not flying now. No, that's right. <laughs> so there it is. Does that does that look all right? Does that look normal? <laughs> Looks pretty normal to me. Does it yeah, what is, it? is that a seven inch size then, or yeah. it is seven inch? Yes. And you've People you've are, got presumably that's a compass and a GPS because you've got that quite close. Does that still work yes. okay? Because normally you have to put compasses far away from the carbon. Uh, yes, that is. It's a Beatian BN eight eighty. So yeah, it seems to be working okay as far as I can that's tell. Cool. I haven't I haven't pushed it you know too far over the horizon or anything like that. But it's uh, seems to be working all right. Lot of three I'm just on there. Yeah, yeah, all the Frank, bits and pieces. Looks like you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love, I love designing the little three D printed printed bits. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm basically following Pavel's photos, and you know, he's he's got it roughly in that position, so it seems to work okay. Oh, Pavel! Oh, <laughs> I miss my little meerkat friend. <laughs> but something I've something I've done a couple of times is put it into return to home, and then. Uh, when it gets close to home, it just wigs out and slams into the ground for some reason. I haven't worked out what what is triggering that switch out of return to home nice and nice and gently and then slam into the ground. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like it's gone back to beta flight code. That's that's yeah. beta flight's return to home. It just crashes close by. Yeah, it could be, could be. <laughs> well, I've never had that in all my years of INAV. Really? How many INAV quads have you? Yeah, none. <laughs> yeah, what? What do you mean none? Well, I know. Show us an INAV quad. 
Not the um, one what we set fire to. Yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. I didn't think that. I thought that was um, DJI flight controller in that. Was it I? No, I have oh. never. That DJI unit I bought for 90 and then sold for like 70 on eBay. I never used it. Oh, I was okay. going to, but yeah, the 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 POS the the the, the poo copter was it. Then I made another one with some spare parts with the electro hub, and I've got that one there. The, ah, this is so weird. There, the uh, the the quad hanging up there. That's also INAF. Mm. That's three. Has that ever flown? Because that's the one with the gimbal that doesn't work, isn't it? Uh, yeah, the gimbal doesn't work, but everything else does. And um, I also went for testing, and I forgot to hit save on some loads of the modes. So it hovers quite well, and then wanders with the wind, with very little instruction. It stayed up in the air, and I was like, this is a bit weird. This, uh, you know, it's not holding its position very well, and stick it in return to home, didn't do anything. Flew it back to me, landed, took it home. Oh, what's wrong with it? Plugged it in. Forgot to hit save mode switches, didn't I? So it was just flying an acro up there. <laughs> just mine took ages. I've got the TBS uh, sat on my on my seven inch, and I flew about. Well, I left it on the ground for two minutes, and then I flew for about. Four minutes out, and after about two minutes, I've got eight satellites. So that took about five minutes to get eight satellites. And I was in the middle of like nowhere. So you, you know, you could see the sky. It took so long. Ridiculous. Yeah, I found like, I, I found like some of the old, is it the, the big round TBS one? Is it no, it's a little, little, little new square one. Uh, I don't know about them, but I found like the, what is it? The U-Blocks 8 chips are incredible. They're like proper, like bang, quick. And that, yeah, there's a Brain 3D one that's supposed to be really, really quick. Yeah. So I might I might swap it out for that if I, if I don't get it working very well. But I, d- I didn't trust to flick yeah. Return to Home. I just used it to see which way back yeah. home was, but... Num Num School's got a good point. Little tip with GPS: first plugging, angle the quad, and it picks them up quicker. Um, the other thing you can do as well, which really helps with GPS, is if you've got a way to power the GPS first um, without the quad booting up. So there's a lot less noise, uh-huh. and that really helps because your first initial plug-in is it. It's like you you got something called cold start, where you know it's not used to. It's like where the hell am I? And then that's what the little coin cell battery is on the back of them on some of them and that will store your last so if you keep going to the regular same old flying field it just gets quicker and quicker because it's oh, so yeah i heard there's a startup thing i mean i put it in my garden and it got five and i thought oh, well, well, I'll, well i'll go out and that was a cloudy horrible day because it is england <laughs> and uh, yeah then i went to um down near brighton hidden valley and thought oh this is going to be pick it up easy now and uh it got five and i thought oh sorry i'm gonna take off and then it took ages till i got eight i was flying and then it suddenly went oh you've got eight satellites by the way and i was like okay 
I don't know if this uh, is a thing or I've accidentally discovered something, but when I've had GPSs on the ground in the quad and I've plugged in and I get like four or five satellites and I'm literally waiting 10 minutes and I get a bit fed up and I think I'll take it for a little bit of a fly. As soon as I'm in the air flying around, it jumps up to like 12 satellites. And I'm like, is there something about the proximity to the ground? Does it create some sort of weird ground planey thing in which it doesn't it doesn't like being on the ground because as soon as i've got those 12 satellites it's happy or is it just coincidence because i've it's happened like more than once being in the air it's like well you're closer to the satellites now (laughs) previously you were like 10 feet down but now you're higher up they can see them i don't know it's weird the ground's magnetic. It's picking up all the, <laughs> the, the frog energy, and it's disrupting. Oh, no, I've generated a Tony thing. Yeah. <laughs> Some of those little BN two twenty, BN two twenty, the ones that you get with the little co-pilot flight control board, and a lot of a lot of sort of the ready to fly uh, have the little BN two twenty. Some of them can take twenty minutes to get satellites uh, down. So yeah. Some of them just take ages for some reason. I don't know why. The other trick I, I've I've heard to kind of help them out is to unplug your VTX or with like the Matek boards with the the switchable back so you can turn your VTX off. And it's just like something else less that it's having to compete with. Corn was on my PJI quad, so I had the air unit in, which I obviously had to run at twenty five milliwatt before I took off. And then I upped it and only a little bit to 26 <laughs> and then flew. But, you know, I sat there so I didn't fry my... I didn't fry it. Yeah, Tony? Yes, that's what I meant. Yes. I'm loving the Nostromo T-shirt, by the way. Mm. Oh, yeah. So- these come from England. They, 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 there's a, a place called uh, Last Exit to Nowhere that does all these movie-related and TV-related obscure T-shirts. Um so that's, yeah, that's where I buy them from, from your neck of the woods. Oh God, you should deliver it to one of us, and we can forward it on to you. But don't buy anything from us anymore because <laughs> no. so uh, uh. we're going to have to outsource our t-shirt shop now. <laughs> so what yeah, happened so with Bre- with Brexit? Do you guys actually want Brexit, or is it something that happened because? <laughs> Someone had an idea and it just kept rolling? Or what's the deal? The rule is about Brexit. You can't talk about Brexit. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Forget about it. <laughs> we, can, we can now say that it seems to have an immediate impact where Banggood apparently are not delivering certain items all of a sudden. I don't oh, know excellent. if that's because of it or, or what, but now some things won't arrive. Frank? Yeah, Come I mean, because obviously in, in my work, we import and we export to and from various EU countries and it's made it very, very tricky at the moment. Uh, no one really knows what kind of paperwork is needed and it's all very tricky. So yes, it's it's not fun, not having a fun time. Just to add to the stress of other things that are going on. <laughs> exactly. Would not recommend. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to try and order a flight controller and see whether Banggood tells me to go off. Uh, how how is the situation over there in uh, in Australia, Andrew? Are you able to get out and fly? Do you have plenty of space around you? And yes, we uh, we, we had we had a run of sixty days with zero new cases where I live and zero deaths. So, um, but we're getting 
um, re- returned as you know people coming back from overseas, sort of bringing back the your your lovely new strain. Um, so we do actually, although we've got very very low cl- cases, um, it means that they know exactly where the cases are. So uh, the authorities in in Victoria, where I am, and New South Wales, they'll immediately close the borders, basically, if there's a little breakout. Mm-hmm. There's a little breakout in Sydney at the moment. So, um, and, and it's only like, you know, under 10 cases a day, uh, but they'll close the border, basically, to stop it spreading. So uh, they do go very hard at it here. Um, and for the most part, we're sort of all on board. We don't have the idiot protesters, you know, um, that we yeah, have. For, for, yeah, well, I was thinking more of the US, but yeah. I think but, the US have got the worst of them, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, Australia is meant to be a, a country of sort of rough nuts and larrikins, but but the reality is we, we follow what our leaders tell us to do basically without too much <laughs> too much hassle. Um, yeah, so so we're free to do anything. We have to wear masks in any in, enclosed area like supermarkets or shops or anything like that, social distancing, but uh, no other restrictions really at the moment. Um, oh, that's cool. Sounds better yeah. than a nice that's lockdown. Good. Yeah, you're that's fully good. locked down, are you? What's, what's, you? You get out for an hour a day yeah. or something? Or? We can go out and exercise, but to be fair, it's absolutely bloody freezing outside. Nobody really <laughs> wants to go out at the moment. Yeah. Can you fly? We're specifically like, in the rules for the lockdown in the UK. It specifically says... It's, this does not include uh, going outside for leisure and recreation. So I would take that. Right. Well, exercise only. All the fields Fun are shut. Anyway. literally banned in the UK. Yeah. All the BMFA fields are shut. My airsoft shut. Anything outside I do is not allowed. Apart from I can ride my bike, I think, for an hour or so. So. And go to work, which is outside. As long it as you is. don't have fun doing it, Tony, that's the main thing. <laughs> yeah. What working or riding my bike? Both. <laughs> no fun is allowed, else it's breaking the rules. It's going to stay like this until the end of March, right? Yeah, and until. I'm asking because I'm not in the UK. I think the stat is. You One in, in 50 people or? have it at the moment, so it has to drop somewhere way, way lower than that. So, you know those, like, boat-shaped fish and chip trays that you get from the takeaway? Imagine one of them, put a dog turd in it, <laughs> spray it full of light fluid, light it on fire, and then float it out on a pond. That's the UK right now. Right. <laughs> oh, poor buggers. Pretty much. Yeah. But summer is coming. It's yeah. yes. Every day in the it's UK, nice we're getting two to three more minutes of sunlight until June. It's uh, we're probably bright. having our first summer's day today. We've had we've had rain and wind for all leading up to to this day. Today we've got. 28 degrees and, and bright sunshine. So, probably prob- prob- summer's day, but it's the first of the, the year, really. Is there are the cicadas out? Yeah. Because that's when you know it's Australia. No, nah, we, we um, don't get so many cicadas here. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's in sort of the hotter areas, I suppose, a bit, a bit further north. I'm, I'm down south, which is cold in Australia. 
Uh, well, coldish, you know, 28 degrees. Yeah, that 28, 28 degrees. Ooh, 28 I can feel the coldness now already. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, we're, we're sort of more uh, uh, not as hot and, and you know, arid as, as the northern parts of Australia. Mm. Well, it was one degree here today, all pretty much all day. Really? Lovely. Lovely. <laughs> it was. Impressive. Oh. <laughs> At least it weren't in the negative. <laughs> No, it is now though. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How's your battery escapade going, Tone? What one? Your Lions. Uh, yeah, Lion. Yeah. Not your wife. I was gonna say, is it the worst post? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not at the moment. I've found no one who wants to uh, weld them, solve them, whatever. I'll weld them, but you got to buy a welder. I saw one on uh, Amazon. It was really cheap and cheerful for about 17 quid, if you want that. <laughs> no, that's Things you shouldn't buy cheap. Welders, parachutes, that sort of thing. Always be a bit suspicious yeah, but, when I go for yeah, cheap. I was going to give it to Jack. I wasn't going to use it. Was it? <laughs> no, it's, it's not. I, I have got some contacts that I've... Um, Oh, Spider has been talking to me in a chat, and I've got someone else sent me a contact the other day. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, don't know yet. It's not not doing anything yet. Well, I mean, I can't even go out and fly for a month now. So, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll, I'll field shut, and if you go out flying, it's one degree, and you. I'm trying to do long range. I was so cold doing my long range video the other day. It was horrific. Summer, mate. Your, your, your testicles will appreciate it more. Uh, <laughs> they were warm. I, I had my um, woolly underpants on. It was just my fingers were so cold. Mm. And I'm, I work outside, so I'm kind of used to it. But it was just really, really cold. Look what I got today. These turned up. Then you turn them on with a little battery. No, they've got just just oh, your fingers. That is that really... electronic? Mate, <laughs> 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 uh, send the details on. So gloves with just just the, your thumb and and two fingers. Oh, they're actually. F- uh, what, did uh, they call them flying gloves? Uh, they're astro gloves because they're for uh, astronomy, like filling with your telescope. Yeah, see. <laughs> <laughs> I see we got to uh, make me lab in the chat. I think Tony should tell him about that seventeen ninety nine welder. He'd probably have that and uh, see how much it blows up on his <laughs> channel. That sounds like something he'd do. It's all Amazon, make me lab. I'll find it and send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> have you used any of the stickers I sent you, Andrew? I have. I have. Uh, I have one on. A plane somewhere? No, nothing nearby, but yeah, and it's, no, in, it's in the background of all my shots too, so oh, it'll be I about think. that big in the background. So, oh, <laughs> a little smudge, yeah, yeah definitely. There. I've, got, I've got a painless uh keychain, it's pretty good. So, have you, Andrew, have you gone over to the, the world of HD? Uh, Tony's very keen on his uh, DJI goggles and won't touch anything else. Have, have you been doing this on your wings? Just watch, uh, yes, I have, yeah. 
He's even got the uh, the the what is it? The Free Sky Pixel based OSD and everything, didn't you? You got some time. Oh yeah, yeah. I just, I just, I, I was just looking for yeah. your videos. I was good to see the HD ones. And I just said, what is the Free Sky Pixel OSD? I've never not heard of that. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of difference, really. It just means that the artificial horizon is is a smooth line instead of you know little little dashes so far, uh, and and you get uh, scrolling numbers in the in the sidebars, but I don't have those things in in my FPV view anyway. So it makes you know whether it's sort of graphical based or character based, it makes absolutely no difference for me. Um, it's just just new technology, I suppose, and. Um, yeah, Frank. Frank was talking about the chips, about how big they were, <laughs> um, and that sort of prompted me to to investigate it a little bit further because I actually know didn't know anything about the, even though I've used the Pixel OSD, I didn't know the significant significance of it really. Um, and yeah, it's just a, it's just another OSD really. It doesn't make a lot of difference, I don't think yet. Uh, but I guess in the future. Um, there'll be more chips. Yeah, there'll be more design. There'll be more. I don't know. Set up programming, image. You know, stuff. I, I guess it wouldn't play. be a bad thing. I remember when the um, way long ago when the Vector came out for uh, both fixed wing and uh, well, it, it was a flight control and could do fixed wing and um, multi rotor, but it it like had color and you could change it around mm. a lot, and that was mm. that was like a big deal, and it had all the scrolling stuff and beta flight. It's still using that same old Max chip, isn't it? Which is um, a little bit limited in what it can do. I think you know. Then again, not many people look beyond like that's my battery voltage, that's mm. my flight time. But mm. I think um, people want a little bit more when they're flying planes. And as soon as you start saying, okay, let's have the sort of artificial horizon, let's have my speed here and my altitude here, and oh, let's put the GPS numbers here just in case it goes down. It's it's become a spreadsheet, and there's little, a lot less place to actually see where you're going. Mm. Yeah, I'd I'd prefer the view rather than the data. Well, it's good to have the data, but um, yeah, I, I prefer to see where I'm flying. I, I really don't like the artificial horizon and the and the scroll bars on the side. They're just in the way of the view. I think mm. you, just, you just don't need it. The mm. only reason the only reason I, I sort of like the OSD is to share it on the video so that you can show what the current draw is or the um, you know whether it's it's rising or descending when you're in angle mode and stuff like that. Um, no, I've seen. I'm sorry, I've seen videos of people with so much stuff on their screen, yeah. it's like everywhere in the middle, uh, and I'm like, what are you doing? It's terrible. <laughs> Anything they can have on, they turn on, and it's just just madness. That's sorry, the thing about the HD system. That you know, the HD system is 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 mind blowing as a as a flying experience, but you can't share the OSD data. Um, I, I would I would switch totally to the HD system on all my planes if you know if there wasn't the requirement for sharing the data on a, on a video. I, th I think yeah. Andy RC figured out a way of doing it. I think he uses some telemetry info and then uses a he generates an overlay to put onto his video later as opposed yeah. to having the actual yeah. stuff that's there, doesn't he? Mm. I believe yeah. that's 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 just works, released yeah. a good video explaining how to do that. Mm. Good old painless. Um, yes. I, I tell you as, what, as Caroline says, there open HD can. I don't know if you've tried that, Andrew. I've I've been experimenting with it, and no, um, it, 
that you might want to give it a try. It's it's particularly mm. suited to um, uh, fixed wing because there's there's about a hundred millisecond delay round mm. trip, which mm. on a quad is difficult, but on a plane where you're up and cruising is mm. is interesting. It, it's mm. it's a fun thing. Mm. Mm. Um, I I must say I learn to add my PID values to the auto tune from you, Andrew Newton, in the in the OSD where it comes up with the pit. So you can see what they're doing and not getting yeah, great. Yeah, like yeah. game changer. Thank yeah. You. <laughs> then you know if it's actually saved, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. You, I don't actually do a lot of tuning, you know. I I, I don't use INAV as a stabilization <laughs> setup really. It's more just for the OSD and the return to home and and maybe uh, altitude hold, but that you know, I, I rarely fly in a a fully stabilized mode so I, I tend to you know once you get enough control in acro mode then i don't really bother about the p's and the i's and things like that um doesn't make enough difference and i'd prefer to fly in acro or manual anyway i'll make sure you get a stern email from pavel about your general interval. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's kind of the same though he's, he's recommended you know put your piece to zero and just Fly the thing, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. I know. Damn it. I forgot about that. <laughs> you know, because planes fly by themselves. They don't need a flight controller. Yeah, true. I just yeah. chuck them up and they they'll go mainly. Yeah. That's what's yeah. scary about them for me. That's why I don't. Know them. <laughs> they just keep flying. You know, you can't stop. Yeah, what's, yeah. what's just want to crash? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Quads want to come back to Earth. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Oh, so have you got anything you're really looking forward to? Anything in the pipeline you can kind of hint about? Um, oh, it's only this thing. This is the only only thing um, that's sort of on the mind at the moment. Uh, it's taking up too much time, and, and I'm not getting anywhere, and I'm getting a bit frustrated because they've released it to me without telling me how to fly it or how to how to operate it. Um, what else? They seem uh, to do that. These these firms, don't they? They send yeah. they send they send Andy RC stuff and say, "Can you coming coming from the guy who up? literally bought Cyberpunk? I bought this game, but it's not finished." There's another one. The uh, FR Sky Pilot Flight Control Board that has a sort of a spot to integrate the the uh, receiver onto the board. They sent that to me, and um, you know it, it needed INF two point six, and that hadn't been released yet. And then there's the Pixel OSD that uh, to get the Pixel OSD working, I had to they had to give me a copy of the, uh, the little app that updates the firmware, and that wasn't compatible with the version of operating system on the Mac. So I had to update to the latest operating system on the Mac, then sort of get this app this pixel osd app big working so, sorry are you, you now on big sir uh no uh, not yet no not yet this this is the previous version <laughs> uh, don't do that to me uh, no <laughs> i i hang off because you know if it if it sort of breaks compatibility with <laughs> or, or uh open tx then you know it's useless to me basically <laughs> 
Um, but you know what? Maybe that's maybe that's how it works. They just send it to you. They pretend it's finished, and you just figure it all out for them. Well, yep. yeah, the feedback to to, to FASCI, I'm sure they were developing it as I was telling them the pr the problems that I was finding about it. I don't like being that person. I, you know, debugging is for them. Yeah, exactly. It, it amazes me that they do this. It's yeah. Mm. Crazy. I don't always text my code, but when I do, it's in production. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that oh. does seem to be the new new thing. Stuff is not finished. Stuff just gets mm. released in beta, and then mm. people say this doesn't work, and then everybody comes back and says, "Oh, don't worry, we're going to fix that." Or that's in in progress. We'll have a fix yeah. that soon. Yeah. Well, Unless it's free sky, and then they'll they'll think about doing it and yeah. do an yeah. update if they feel like it. Mm. All right, well, uh, I think, should we call it there? It's been an hour. It's it been, has it's been. been. Andrew, it's been amazing. Thank you so oh, much for coming. Thank you very much. Finally very much. joining the legends that have been on Extra <laughs> now. Now all we've got to do is somehow, me and Tony, get that chat that me and you are in to try and make something happen. Should I just start posting dates, my friend? Just not yet. <sighs> Not yeah, yet. no worries. Uh, right, you've been joined by our master and overlord, Andrew Staff Frank. Hi. Don't look at us like that. Look, you're very stressed out. We didn't run it by you because you're very stressed out. You've got a lot of reading to do. I know. It's your own good. We're not up to anything. Uh, the legend, the man himself, Andrew Newton, fantastic content. His link is below. Subscribe. Thanks, guys. Nice to chat to you. Oh. Um, everyone's favourite curry kitten. Goodbye. The lovely blue owl. Bye. She says, all mode one die. <laughs> no, um, I don't. Oh, my God. Blue owl, what is wrong with you? How, who let her on? Uh, and my little vegan sausage, Tony. Bonjour. Thank you. Good night. Thank you, Patreons. We love you. Telemetry lost.